We present Peter Cook as Paul Temple and Marjorie Westbury as Steve in Paul Temple and the Gilbert Case, the new Francis Durbridge serial in eight episodes. Episode six, a warning from Miss Wayne. What happened, Lynn? They gave me something, an injection. I don't know what it was. Who's they? Hamilton. Hamilton? Have you seen him? Yes, I've seen him. Well, Lynn, can you tell us about it? I... Do you think I could have a drink of water? Yes, of course. Charlie, a glass of water, quickly. Okie dokie. Oh, Sir Graham Forbes is here, sir. Come in, Sir Graham. Lynn. Lynn, are you all right? No, she'll be all right in a moment. Glass of water, sir. Thanks. Here you are, Lynn. (laughs) Thank you. Hello, Sir Graham. Uh, You all right now, my dear? Yes. Good. But I guess I'd better tell you what happened in case I pass out again. Yes, do. After Mr. and Mrs. Temple dropped me, I got almost as far as my apartment. Mm-hmm. And then a car suddenly drew into the sidewalk. Now, I was pushed inside it. There was a man in the back of the car, and he, he flung a sort of hood thing over my head and pressed a revolver against my ribs. Oh, you must have been terrified. I certainly was. Then what happened? Well... They took me to a country house someplace. I didn't know where because I couldn't see anything. I was taken to a room on the first floor. It was an enormous room, and in one corner there was a man sitting behind a desk. I couldn't see him clearly because there was a light on his desk. It was shining in my face the whole time. He started to ask me questions. What sort of questions? Well, he wanted to know why I was always going to La Mortella. Mm -hmm. I told him I liked going there because they had a very good orchestra and I was fond of dancing. He obviously didn't believe me. He he said he knew I was attached to Scotland Yard and was making investigations. He wanted to know what the investigations were. Did you tell him? No, at least not at first. I I stuck to my story. But then he became very curious about the person you were interested in, Mr. Temple. You mean Hamilton? Yes, He kept asking me time and time again if I knew anything about Hamilton. And I kept repeating, no, I'd never heard of him. And suddenly he lost his temper. He said I was lying and that I'd been sent to La Mortella to try and find Hamilton and to investigate the Gilbert case. Well, naturally, I I denied this. Of course, go on. Well, when they realized I wasn't going to tell them anything, they they gave me an injection. I felt terrible. I I never felt so frightened. Oh, you're all right now, Lynn. Don't upset yourself. I, I told the truth, Sir Graham. I, I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. Now, don't worry, I tried dear. hard not to, but it wasn't any use. Don't worry about it. What was it you told them? That I suspected La Mortella was being used by drug smugglers as their headquarters. I said I'd never heard of anyone called Hamilton until you mentioned the name. What did they say? Well, that seemed to satisfy them. In fact, oddly enough, it changed the whole situation. How do you mean? You mean they were relieved when you told them that... You were not investigating the Gilbert case? Yes. It was obvious that my drug investigations didn't interest them in the slightest. Go on, then. Finish your story. Then they made me lie down and someone took one of my shoes away. I must have dozed off because when I woke up, I was in the car again. They released me just around the corner. As I got out of the car, I heard someone say, you're opposite Mr. Temple's place, Miss Ferguson. I see. Lynn, how many people did you see, altogether, I mean? Four. Would you recognize them again? I might recognize the man who stopped me. And what about the others? I doubt it. From what you've told us, I should imagine that the only important person was the man who asked you the questions. Yes, I think so. 
And you think he was Hamilton? I feel sure he was. Why? Because the man in the front of the car wanted to ask me questions. But the driver lost his temper and said, shut up, Hamilton will do the questioning. I was in such a state, I didn't really take it in at the time. But when we got to the house and the man behind the desk started asking the questions, I suddenly realized who he was. Good, Lynn, fine. Now, this will help us a lot. Do you think the driver realized you'd heard him mention the name Hamilton? No, I'm pretty certain he didn't because he spoke very quietly. But you know, sometimes in a car you can hear the slightest whisper. Yes, luckily. I suppose Hamilton is just a covered-up name for the person who's behind all this. Yes, of course. And you think it's someone we already know? Possibly. You say you didn't recognize this man at the desk, Lynn. No, and yet at one time I wondered if it could be Fabian. Fabian? Well, he was so interested in my reason for going to La Mortella. Mm, As far as I can make out, that was the only reason they picked you up. Yes, it's my bet it was Fabian. You mean Fabian is Hamilton? Yes, Steve. But why did they take my shoe away? But that's it. You've got it. Yes, they sent it to Mrs. Temple as a warning. A warning? Yes, to remind us of what happened to Brenda Sterling, June Michael and Mrs. Talbot. I see. I expect you thought the same thing might happen to me. It certainly crossed our minds, Lynn. However, now that you're safe, I'd better ring Kingston. May I use your phone, Temple? Yes, of course. I shall tell the inspector to keep a very close watch on Lamatella. Does that mean that you now think that Gilbert is innocent? And that Fabian murdered Brenda Sterling? I don't know about that, Steve. But I certainly think he's the Mr. Hamilton we've heard so much about. Well, if you think that, Sir Graham, we'd both better keep an eye on him. It looks as if your dancing's going to improve, darling. (laughs) Have you seen Fabian? No, I've had a look in the restaurant. He's not there. Probably in his office. Yes. Well, there's no hurry. I can see him later. Let's go into the cocktail bar. Oh, Paul, here's Inspector Kingston. Hello, Temple. Oh, hello, Inspector. What are you doing here? Good evening, Inspector. Oh, good evening, Mrs. Temple. I rather think we're both here for the same reason. Fabian? Yes. Well, he's all yours, Temple. I've finished with him for the time being. Where is he? In his office. Somewhat the worse for wear. You sound as if you've been putting him through it. I've put him through it all right. But he's a pretty smooth customer. Apparently he knew Miss Ferguson was missing. Yes, I told him. When? This afternoon. Oh. So you saw him this afternoon? Yes, we had a little chat. I see. You amateurs seem to get around one way and another. <clears throat> Does Fabian know that Miss Ferguson's been found? Yes, I told him. Was he surprised? Not unduly. Well, he's all yours. Good night. Good night, Kingston. Oh, by the way, there are two old friends of yours in the cocktail bar. No. Oh. Reynolds and Miss Wayne. I don't know if they've been having a row or not, but, well, things weren't too harmonious ten minutes ago. Did you speak to them? No, they didn't see me. Good night. Good night, Inspector. I don't know why Sir Graham keeps that man. Arrogant and self-opinion. Darling, you mustn't have prejudices. He's an extremely clever man. (laughs) Come on, let's go to the cocktail bar. why you didn't complain about the glass. I told you it was filthy as soon as I saw it. My dear Betty, it wasn't filthy. There was a spot on it, a minute spot. In any case, it's not important. It is to me. I hate anything like that. Oh, I don't know what's come over this place. I really don't. Well, if you don't like it, you don't have to come. Oh, don't be tiresome, Lance. Get me another drink. 
Don't you think you've had enough for one night? If I thought I'd had enough, I wouldn't ask for another, would I? Well, this has been a very pleasant evening, I must say. Where is Fabian? I came here to dance. It's perfectly obvious that Fabian isn't going to put in an appearance tonight. So if you want to dance, you might just as well dance with me. I said dance, darling. Dance. Get it. Pull yourself together. Hmm? Here are the temples. Where? Oh. Mmm. Mmm. What a wonderful dress. Now, where did she get that from? She didn't buy it from me. Betty, now, please. Now, remember. <laughs> hello there. Oh, hello, Miss Wayne. Good evening, Mr. Reynolds. Good evening, Mrs. Temple. Hello, Temple. Uh, hello. Uh, you know Miss Wayne? Yes, of course. Darling, I'm waiting for my drink. Oh, I'm uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, may I get you a drink, Mrs. Temple? Thank you. May I have a dry martini? Yes, of course. Temple? A dry martini too, please. Isn't this place deadly tonight? <laughs> I'm afraid Betty's furious. She wants to dance and Fabian hasn't turned up. Oh, I expect you'll put in an appearance later. Well, it's nearly 12 now. He ought to have been here hours ago. Well, if Lewis is not going to dance with the customers, they might just as well close the dreary place down. Miss Wynne, my husband may not be Mr. Fabian, but he is quite a dancer. Mm-hmm. Would you care to risk it? Well, I've, I've already refused to dance with Lance. Don't worry about me. Go ahead. Come on, Miss Wayne. <laughs> See you later, Steve. Don't move out of the cocktail bar. Oh, I do. There you are. I have Do you want to carry on? Hmm. Why not? Ah. Your wife underrated you. You're a a very good dancer, Mr. Temple. Thank you. And thank goodness a silent one. Lance talks the whole time and never stops. Really? It's infuriating. Miss Wayne, you remember when Steve and I called round the other night? Yes. I believe I told you we saw Wilfred Sterling. You said you thought... You'd seen him. Oh, we saw him all right. He just left your flat. Listen, I told you then, and I'm telling you now. Wilfred Sterling hasn't been near my flat. Is that the truth? Yes, that's the truth. All right, I believe you. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes a nice change anyway. It's <laughs> oh, a very nice dress you're wearing. What do you know about dresses? Well, judging from the number you've sold my wife, I'm practically in the business. <laughs> well, if you're in the business, where did I get this from? Well? I never make a deduction without studying the evidence. <laughs> um, I should say it's either Steeble or Dior, correct? <laughs> well, there you are. You see, I'm an expert. Not on dresses. <laughs> I bought this in a sale straight off the page. <laughs> well, it looks like Dior. On you, anyway. <laughs> Mr. Temple. Yeah? Whatever happens, don't go down to Reading. No intention of going down to Reading. Yes, I know, but... Well, don't. That's all. Is this a warning? Or just a friendly piece of advice? Oh, you can call it what you like. Uh, Do you mind if we stop dancing now? No, of course not. Am I talking too much? Oh, no, it's not that. I... I want that drink. Yes, all right. Here you are, Betty. Here's a drink. Uh, thank you, Lance. 
Temple, dry martini. Oh, thank you. Well, good old. Cheers. Mm. That was a pink gin, that was. Mm. Much better. You're right, Mrs. Temple. Your husband's a very good dancer. I'm glad you give him satisfaction, darling. <laughs> well, I'm afraid there won't be anyone else left to dance with. Fabian's gone. What do you mean? It's quite a simple statement. Fabian's gone home about two minutes ago. No. Oh, surely not. Ask Mrs. Temple. Did you see him? Yes, just for a moment. He popped in and said good night. I didn't think he looked too good. Oh. Well, if Fabian's gone, there's no point in staying. <laughs> see you in the hall, Lance. Are we leaving? Yes, I want to get home. Good night. Good night. <laughs> I suppose I'd better try and get hold of a cab. Unfortunately, my car's in dock. No, won't you have another drink before you go? Um, no, I, I don't think I will, thank you. Oh, um, by the way, uh, there's a rumour that Howard Gilbert's going to be reprieved. I believe it's in the stop press of one of the papers. No, I haven't heard anything. Haven't you? Uh, did you see the Home Secretary? It's not my job to see the Home Secretary. But I believe Sir Graham Forbes has seen him. Oh. Uh, what do you think the chances are? I don't know, Reynolds. You should just have to wait and see. Yes. <laughs> I mustn't keep Betty waiting. That would be disastrous. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Was Reynolds right? Did Fabian look under the weather? Certainly did. Oh, it sounds as if the inspector really did lay into him. Yes. Finish your drink, Steve. I want to get off. Why? Uh, are we going home? No. Uh, where are we going? To Rygate House. But that's where Miss Wayne lives. I know. I'll see you in the front, Steve. I'm going to get the car. Uh, did you ring? Yes. Are you the head porter? Supervisor, head porter, messenger boy, and chief bottle washer, as you might say. <laughs> well, you're the man I want, Mr... Um... Uh, Priestley, sir. Well, Mr. Priestley, I'm making a few inquiries, and I think perhaps you can help me. Uh, there isn't a flat going, if that's what you think. No, no, no. It's, it's just that I'm rather interested in one of the tenants here. Oh. Are you from the police? No, it's a purely private inquiry. Well, what is it you want to know? Who occupies the flat immediately above Miss Wayne? But Miss Wayne... No, no, let me see. That'll be 23. No, that's Mr. Williams. Is Mr. Williams a man of about 52 or 3? Grey hair, got rather a bad limp, walks with a stick. Oh, that's right. That sounds exactly like Stone. All right, Steve. How long has he been here? Now, just a minute. If you've got any inquiries to make, my advice to you... my name is Paul Temple. Oh. I'm making certain inquiries, and I think you can help me. Now, how long have you known Mr. Williams? About two weeks, that's all. He's a new tenant. He's on a sublette. As a matter of fact, he only pops in occasionally. Has he a friend? Well, I suppose he must have, but I haven't seen him. I was a bit worried about him at first. I mean, just popping in and out two or three times a week. I said to Mrs. Priestley, he looks a respectable sort of fellow, but... Well, I don't like it. And what did Mrs. Priestley say? Oh, well, she's more free and easy than I am. More broad-minded, you might say. Yes, she was on the stage. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, I see. Are you representing Mrs. Williams, sir? Well, uh, naturally, I can't divulge. Oh, I understand, sir. Well, you've been most helpful, Mr. Priestley. I'm very grateful. Oh, thank you, sir. That's very kind of you. Oh, there's just one point. I don't suppose you've got the necessary authority, but 
If I wanted to see inside one of the flats at any time, number 23, for instance... Oh, I've got the authority, sir, and a pass key. I go inside all the flats. Oh, I see. I didn't realise that. Oh, good gracious, yes, sir. I've got the authority, all right. Uh, would you like to see inside number 23, sir? Well, if it isn't putting you to too much trouble... Not at all, sir. This way, Mr. Temple. Mm. Very nice, sir. Uh, that's the lounge. Uh, the bathroom's over there. Yeah, two bedrooms. Are all these flats built the same? Yes, they're all the same. Mm. Do you mind if I have a look in the lounge? No, of course not. Oh, nice curtains. Mm. Well, who does this flat really belong to? Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Svensson. They're a Danish couple. Very nice. They usually spend two or three months abroad every year. Are you looking for something, Mr. Temple? Yes, as a matter of fact, I am. And by Timothy, I think I've found it. Hey, I'm careful with the settees. Hey, move that end away from the wall. Here, what's the idea? No, come on, give me a hand. Oh. There, that's it. Now, there's a small case down here. I want to get hold of it. Here we are. What is it? Well, what does it look like? It looks like a portable gramophone. Yes, but it isn't. Uh, who cleans this flat? I think Mr. Williams does it himself. If he's got a daily, I haven't seen her. Look here. What is that thing, Mr. Temple? Yes, what is it? I'll show you. Well? Just a minute. I've seen one of them things before. In the army. In the army? Yes. They used to put one in the Jerry's quarters and listen into what they were saying. Here. What's Mr. Williams doing with it? I'll give you three guesses. He's been listening to what's been going on in the flat below. Yes, he'd only have to stick those headphones on and he'd hear every word. But why should Mr. Sterling want to listen to Betty Wayne? Sterling, did you say? Is that what they call this bloke, Sterling? Yes. And he wouldn't be any relation to Brenda Sterling, the girl that was murdered. Yes, it's her father. But she worked at Conway and Races. Well? Uh, well, so does Miss Wayne. Yes, I know. Ah, you're, you're not representing Mrs. Williams, are you? Well, as a matter of fact, I'm not representing anybody, unless it's Howard Gilbert. You mean you're on the Gilbert case? Yes. Why? Don't you think he did it? <laughs> shh, shh. Quiet a minute. What is it? There's someone down below. Yes, it's Miss Wayne. She's just come in. She's just closing her front door. Mr. Priestley, I've taken you into my confidence over this business. Now, I don't want you to say anything to anybody about this machine. You understand? Yes, sir. Now, give me a hand with the tea, will you? Uh -huh. I want to put this thing back exactly as I found it. It's right. all right, Mrs. Temple. We can manage. There we are. That's it. There. That's fine. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Temple. Yes? This fellow Williams, uh, or Sterling, rather, he always slips me ten bob every week. Well? Uh, well, uh, do I go on taking it? I mean, now I know he's up to no good. It didn't matter so much when I thought it was just a bit of slap and tickle. <coughs> Begging your pardon, Mrs. Temple. Not at all. I'm broad-minded, too. But... Well, if he's mixed up in a murder... If you want to help me and incidentally help the police, you carry on just the same, Mr. Priestley. Be pleasant to Mr. Williams. Take the ten shillings and forget all about tonight. OK, if that's the way you want that's it. That's the way I want it. Uh, not a word to your wife, you understand? You think I'm crazy? <laughs> She'd never stop nattering. <laughs> Besides, she doesn't know anything about the ten bob. <laughs>
what do you want? I want to talk to you, Miss Wayne. May we come in? Well, it's very late. I'm tired. I want to go to bed. Yes, I know it is, but there's something I want to tell you. Well, it'll have to wait. I'll see you tomorrow. I don't want to talk. I've got a beast of a... Oh, I'll soon cure that. Now, come along. I want to talk to you. Oh, all right. You can come in for five minutes. That's all. Just for five minutes. Uh, okay. I'm afraid you won't get much out of her. No, don't worry. She'll sober up. Well, what'll you drink? Nothing for me, thank you. Oh, nonsense. You must have a drink. I'd like a glass of soda water, please. What, just plain soda? That's all. Everybody to their taste. Uh, fill it up. No, right up. Right up? That's it. Uh, here you are, it's right up. Have you learned spirit? Thank you. Now, I'll have a little gin. Miss Wayne. Yes? Look at me. What? Oh, 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 oh. you fool, you stupid fool. You, you soaked me completely. Soaked now me. sit down and drop the act. You're oh. as sober as I am. Get out of here, do you hear? Get out. Pass me that siphon, Steve. What? You heard, pass the siphon. You wouldn't have the nerve to wouldn't do that. Wouldn't I? Now, Miss Wayne. What did you mean when you said, whatever happens, don't go down to Reading? I... I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. You said that to me while we were dancing. Oh, leave me alone. For heaven's sake. Miss Swain, in five days' time, Howard Gilbert goes to the scaffold for the murder of Brenda Sterling. I don't think he committed that murder. I don't think you think so, either. I don't know anything about it. Just because Brenda Sterling worked in my department doesn't mean that I was a friend of hers or or that I even knew what kind of a person she was. What kind of a person is Mr. Reynolds? What do you mean? He's a friend of yours, isn't he? We've seen you with him often enough. Well, what's Lance got to do with Brenda Sterling? He shared a flat with Howard Gilbert. He brought me a letter addressed to Gilbert from a gentleman named L. Fairfax. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, please, leave me alone. I'm, I'm tired and I'm, I'm terribly worried and I want to go to bed. What are you worried about? <laughs> Mr. Temple, please. <laughs> Don't ask her any more questions. All right. When you said whatever happens, don't go down to Reading, I think you were trying to warn me against something. Now, for some reason or other, you've changed your mind. Well, now I'm going to give you a warning. Be careful what you say in this flat. What do you mean? Have you ever seen the man who has the flat immediately above this? Mr. Svensson? No, Mr. and Mrs. Svensson are away. They've left the flat to a man called Williams. And Mr. Williams, for your information, happens to be Wilfred Sterling. Nonsense. No, you're, you're just saying that porter, because... Ask the porter. Ask him to describe Mr. Williams to you. Is this true, Mrs. Temple? Yes. What did you mean when you said, be careful what you say in this flat? The flat's been wired. Sterling's been listening to your conversation. <gasps> That's why he took the flat. <gasps> Look, I... Did you turn the bathroom light out? I did. What time is it? Mm, Quarter to two. Tired? Yes, but I don't feel sleepy. You'd better read for a little while. Yes. Oh, now who on earth can that be? Fine time to ring anyone. Hello? Hello, Paul Temple. Speaking. Oh, this is Wilfred Sterling. 
I just had a reporter on the telephone. He tells me there's a rumour that Howard's been granted a reprieve. Is that true? No, I don't think so. Oh, then there isn't any news. Not yet, Mr. Sterling. I'm sorry to have bothered you. Only this fellow seemed pretty definite. No, it's all right. Oh, while you're on the phone, there's something I want to ask you. Yes? Did your daughter ever go to a club called La Mortella? I wouldn't know. I see. Well, good night. Good night. And again, I'm sorry to have disturbed you. Oh, that's all right. What did he want? Well, apparently a reporter telephoned him. There's been a rumour that Gilbert's been reprieved. Do you think it's true? No, Sir Graham would have let me know. Besides, there isn't enough evidence to reprieve Gilbert. Not yet, at any rate. Mm. Well, I've been thinking about that story Lynn Ferguson told us. Mm -hmm. It's rather curious that the person who asked her all those questions went out of his way to... Did you hear anything? What? There's someone outside on the landing. Nonsense. There you are. Who is it? It's me, sir, Charlie. Oh, come in, Charlie. What is it, Charlie? What's the matter? There's a Mr. Fabian to see you, sir. What? At this hour? Yes, sir. He says it's very important. I didn't hear the front door bell. No, he didn't ring, madam. You see, I went down to um, to get a glass of milk, and just as I got down, Mr. Fabian knocked at the door. Where is he now? I put him in the drawing room, sir. Oh, he isn't half in a tither about something. Well, I wouldn't have asked him in, sir, but, well, I knew you knew him, and I didn't want him to no, That's all right, Charlie, all right. You say he's rather head up about something? Blimey, not half. Well, make some coffee and bring it into the drawing room. Okie doke, Mrs. T... Oh, <clears throat> yes, Mrs. Temple. Thank you, Charlie. There's no need for you to come down, Steve. I know, dear, but I'm coming. I shall make a definite complaint to the commissioner. He had no right to ask me those questions. His manner was aggressive and most unpleasant. Yes, I appreciate that, Fabian. On the other hand, the inspector was only doing his duty. If you want my frank opinion, the police want a scapegoat for this affair. And they picked on me. Nonsense. Then why did he go on asking me those questions? Because the people who kidnapped Miss Ferguson were chiefly interested in her reasons for visiting your club. In fact, we think that's why she was abducted. To find out why Scotland Yard were keeping an eye on La Martella. Yes. But surely I'm the only person who'd be curious about that. Exactly. Now you know why the inspector asked you so many questions. Mr. Fabian, was that your only reason for coming here at this hour of the morning to complain about Inspector Kingston? No. I saw your husband this afternoon, Mrs. Temple, and he asked me certain questions about him, Mrs. Talbot. Yes? Well, I I told him that I had never seen Mrs. Talbot, and she had never been to the club. Well? That I'm afraid was a lie. Mrs. Talbot came to La Motella several weeks ago with Betty Wayne. Then why didn't you admit that this afternoon? I couldn't. Why not? A great many things have happened since this afternoon. May I may I have a cigarette? Yeah, help yourself. After after I left the club tonight, I I made a telephone call to an old associate of mine. You notice I, I use the word associate, not friend. No. His name is Westerman. He was a friend of Mrs. Talbot's. In fact, it was through Westerman that she came to La Motella. Let's go on. For consideration, Westerman is prepared to tell you all about Mrs. Talbot and her association with Betty Wayne. He might even be persuaded to tell you about other things, Temple. What does Westerman call a consideration? You will have to discuss it with him yourself. I've taken the liberty of making an appointment for you. When? Tomorrow night at ten o'clock. Is that convenient? Yes, that's convenient. At your flat or La Motella? Neither. I'm afraid you'll have to go out of town to Reading. 
In the sixth episode of Paul Temple and the Gilbert Case by Francis Durbridge, the cast was as follows. Paul Temple, Peter Cook. Steve, Marjorie Westbury. Lynn Ferguson, Peggy Hassard. Charlie, James Beatty. Sir Graham Forbes, Lester Muddit. Detective Inspector Kingston, Duncan McIntyre. Betty Wayne, Griselda Harvey. Lance Reynolds, Richard Williams. Dan Priestley, Cyril Shapps. Wilfred Sterling, Charles Leno. Louis Fabian, Olaf Olsen. Production was by Martin C. Webster. <laughs>